There it is. Good morning, folks. Good morning, folks. everyone. Shall we worship together? Would you stand and sing with us, please? One, two, three, four, and... said, Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. Welcome to Lotus Hills United Methodist Church. This is a place of love and hope and safety, of forgiveness and of grace. We are so glad you are here. You are invited 
You are loved, and we have been waiting for you. Children are welcome, too. Please know that we welcome their smiles, their giggles, and their wiggles. My name is Carol Ann Donnelly, and what I love about being a United Methodist person at Holotus Hills United Methodist Church is being an active part of the body of Christ. My husband Rex and I have been here for 17 years, and he is not here today. It is his birthday today, and he's, he's working in California. So one thing you may not know about me is that I hold a board position at the Northwest San Antonio Emmaus community. If you need to know anything about Emmaus, I'm your gal. Um, there is a women's walk coming up in March of next year, and there's a um, men's walk in August. If you are a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card found in the pew pocket in front of you. You can return them by placing them in the um, offering box in the back um, as you leave in the Welcome Center, please. We would like to share a few announcements with you with, about the life of the church before we start our worship today. We believe in the power of prayer, and we invite you to share your prayers with us. There is a prayer request card, a yellow card like this, also in the pew pocket in front of you. You may return them in the offering box in the Welcome Center. These will be prayed over. You will also find a QR code in the pew pocket. If you would, if you would like an electronic bulletin, use your smart device to click on the QR code and you are, will be transported to the web page where you can find the bulletin, the prayer request information, and all kinds of information about the church in ways that you can give. Every Sunday, Pastor Cheryl invites you to coffee and donuts with a pastor in her office down the hallway at 10.15 to 10.45 in the morning. Anyone who wants any information about the life of the church or wants to know more about HHUMC, you are welcome to join her there. Our Bishop Robert Schnazy invites all of us to worship and in a discussion about the state of the church for the Rio Texas Conference on Thursday night, September the 29th, so that's a week from this Thursday coming up, at 6.30 p.m. at University United Methodist Church. It is an open invitation to all members of our church, and we hope that you will all show up. Uh, there is a great deal of buzz about the topic of church disaffiliation, and this time with our bishop gives us the opportunity to dispel any myths and learn about our path towards the future of the United Methodist Church. If you have any questions about this, please ask Pastor Cheryl. And our pumpkin patch is coming. This is a happening place. The pumpkin patch is coming, and there is much to do to get ready for the thousands of people that are going to come and visit our church and the patch. This year's Pumpkin Patch co-leaders are Susan Flores and Jill Hampel, and Jill is here to share with us a mission moment to tell us what is needed right now. Good morning. We wanted to share an update on the patch preparation activities. First, we want to thank all of the awesome folks who came out yesterday to help with the cleanup in the front yard and grounds. Well done. And a big thanks to the Boy Scouts who worked on special projects. We would also like to give a big thank you to Judy Lynn and her relentless dedication manning the patch sign-up table. She will get all the shifts filled. <laughs> as far as behind the scenes activities, we have Scott Paul, who is working on reaching out to the schools to arrange story time sessions in the patch. We have Sharon Fitzpatrick, 
who is reaching out to organizations to gather volunteers for the pumpkin delivery days of October 1st and 15th. She is waiting for the places to get back to her with the numbers of people that have signed up. She does have a commitment from the Boy Scouts of 10 to 15 volunteers, and they will also be bringing some wheelbarrows. Joe Shubar will be bringing, picking up the hay um, for us to be here for the Patch Decoration Day next Saturday, September 24th. Bill and Roberta Jennings are amazing for getting us that massive pile of pallets out there. There's quite, it's just, it's just a huge pile out there. Thank you to anyone else who has also brought some pallets. Jan Demian is rocking and rolling, organizing the preparations for making pumpkin bread. Baking will begin on September 29th. Please contact Jan if you would like to be added to the baking schedule. Now for important date reminders. Saturday, October 1st is huge. The truck delivering the pumpkins is scheduled to arrive at 9 a.m. This is just an estimate. We will keep everyone updated as we are contacted by the driver. This is a perfect time to remind everyone to sign up for the text alerts because we will be using it on the 1st and the 15th. We are asking for donations for the first for water and food such as donuts and fruit to feed the volunteers and folks that show up to help unload. Actually, donations of cases of water throughout October would be greatly appreciated. We anticipate the opening day of the patch to be Sunday, October 2nd. Saturday, October 15th is the second delivery day for the pumpkins, same requests as for the first. And a reminder that Jesse will be hosting the trunk or treat in the patch from 4 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, October 22nd. Because of this, we are anticipating a high volume turnout and will definitely require more than normal volunteers for the afternoon at closing shifts. So aside from all of that, please continue to fill slots manning the patch. We are required to be open for eight hours a day until the pumpkins are sold out. So please, if you like chatting with people, if you like taking pictures, if you like praying with folks, we need you in the patch. And with all the preparation, chaos, and hoopla, let's not forget to keep Christ in the patch. Whew. Thank you. <laughs> and now Jesse Spina, our Director of Christian Education, will share some announcements. I know this is just what everybody wants to hear, right? <laughs> More announcements. October is such a blessed time in our church family, and if you are looking for ways to get plugged in, this is the month to do it. There are opportunities all through October. Um, just a reminder, our nursery is hiring. If anybody would like a part-time job, a part-part-time job, we would love to have you join our child care family, our children's ministry family. It is uh, Sunday morning and Wednesday evenings, and we try to have people rotate off so you don't have to work every Sunday. That's why we're hiring, in fact, is so my nursery workers can take a break. Um, if you have anybody who's interested in that, please contact me, and there's more details hanging up around the church campus or on our Facebook page. Um, I promised I would give candy donation collection updates, right? We do it for the Easter egg hunt, and we're going to do it for trunk or treat, too. So at this moment, I have had three large bags of candy, two medium bags of candy, and six small bags of candy, and I should say treats also because it hasn't all been candy donated. And I wanted to say thank you to everybody who's donated. We have supplied one trunk for Trunk or Treat with those <laughs> donations. Um, I have said every year that we have done this that we run out of candy every single year. And I'm not joking about that. I send somebody to the store to buy more candy every year that we've done it. 
Um, I think Jenny's done one of those panic trips before. I called my husband last year. He was at home, and I was like, go buy Christmas candy. I know there's no Halloween candy left, but we have an hour and a half left, and we have nothing to give out. Um, so whatever you're willing to donate towards the event is a blessing towards the church and towards the people who attend it. I know we haven't done a minute for mission for Chunk or Treat, and we're already super far in, but if you haven't heard of Chunk or Treating before, it is um, a take and trick or treating, and instead of kids going door to door, we combine them in a parking lot in a safe area, and you go from trunk to trunk, and so those who would like to volunteer and provide a trunk can decorate the back of their cars any way they want to, or a table, and you pass out candy there. The benefit of that is that you don't have to get up and answer your door all night long. You can just do it at one night, and you're all done there. Um, and we're looking for volunteers, for trunk providers, for games, um, to man our information table, and for setup and teardown. So there are a lot of ways on October 22nd for you to get involved in what is happening in the life of the church. And if you show up that day, I promise that either Jill or I will put you to work. And we would love to be able to do that. I ask everybody prayerfully consider supporting our trunk or treat this year and our pumpkin patch. Thank you. Today's scripture reading comes from Proverbs. It's found on page 575 in your pew Bible. It is Proverbs um, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. I'll give you just a minute there to find it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be a healing for your flesh and a refreshment for your body. The word of God for the people of God. And now our opening prayer. If you pray with me, please. Dear Lord, we are ever grateful for your call on our lives as we gather today to worship you to praise you and to acknowledge that you are our God and we are your people. Make straight our paths and guide us to turn away from every sin and every evil that tempts us along our path. Allow us to let you take control as we place our trust in you to handle everything. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, kiddos. Why don't you all come on forward for our moment up here? I have a question for you guys. And for the kiddo I know who's sitting in the back, hi, Libby. <laughs> have you guys ever had to carry something heavy? Yes. Yeah? Your backpack. That was the first thing I thought of when I thought of heavy things. Because in middle school, my backpack weighed more than I did. And I had to have one of those rolly bags. Yeah, I was a nerd. She's looking at me funny. I, was, <laughs> I had to have a rolly bag to carry my textbooks because we didn't have lockers in my middle school. You want a rolly bag? Sorry, Mom. Have you had to carry, what about maybe um, a suitcase? Have you ever had to carry a heavy suitcase? Or, ooh, laundry. Laundry is extra heavy. I don't know what it is about clothes, but they weigh a lot. Those things that are heavy that we carry, those are called burdens. And burdens don't just have to apply to physical objects. They can be jobs we have to do also. And sometimes when we're looking at burdens, we get upset at them. We get angry at them. They seem like, why do we have to do this? Why do I have to do all of the laundry in the world in my house? I don't know, but it's always there. All of the chores, right? Sometimes chores can feel like burdens. What about, do you think that thing over there, do you think that's a burden? 
Obviously, the cross, it, it would be heavy, wouldn't it, to carry that? I think it would be a pretty big burden. Do you think when Jesus picked up that cross and carried it for us that he looked at it like a burden? Do you think he was angry that he was carrying that cross for us? Or maybe he was just doing it because it was what God had told him to do. He was frustrated. See, when we talk about burdens, when we talk about carrying heavy loads, we can often forget to look at what we're carrying. And we just get so focused on the job of carrying it itself. If we're looking at our backpacks, that burden is not a burden. It's a blessing because you have the ability to just go to school and to gain knowledge. And if we're looking at those suitcases when we're traveling, that's a blessing because we have opportunity to go places and to experience new things. My goodness, when I'm carrying all of the world's laundry in my house, that's a blessing because I have the clothes I need for myself and my family. Those are blessings in our lives. And when Jesus carried that cross, I guarantee you he didn't do it as a burden. He did it out of love, and it was a blessing to all of us. Jesus commanded us to pick up our crosses and follow him. And we're going to talk about that in Spark Worship today. And we're going to talk about what it means to carry a burden and how adjusting our attitude towards burdens can often change what we look at as something heavy and hard and maybe something we don't want to do. And it changes it into a blessing in our lives. God gave us a commandment to follow. And if we follow it, our lives multiply and they become so good. And that's not a burden, is it? That's a blessing. Will you all pray with me before we go to spark worship? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes. Let's say, dear Jesus, thank you for the blessing of sharing your love with the world around us. In your name we pray. Amen. And spark worship today, we're going to sing and we're going to dance and we're going to talk about letting our light shine. We're going to do some games, and then all during Sunday school, we're going to make crafts to put in our Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes this year and to bless others in our community. Sound good? Let's exit out the back. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I'm the pastor here at Holotus Hills United Methodist Church. And as is our habit, on Sundays, people pass the microphone and they say their prayer request. I ask you to say your name and then who you'd like to pray for, and then... Uh, we will say, Lord, hear our prayer, or if it's a praise, we'll say, Lord, hear our praise. This is an active community of faith and prayer, and I write them down, and our prayer teams will pray over your prayer request as well. I noticed in our bulletin today that uh, Mesa is meeting this evening, this afternoon, and it's just a neat ministry, and I would lift up. The, the meeting this afternoon of Mesa. We have wonderful volunteers, and it's a cooking program for kids to come and learn how to cook and cut and clean, and it is a real blessing. So thanks for lifting that. Lord, this is our praise. I pray that we uh, come to a really timely resolution on the border crisis, and not just for the migrants, that are looking for a better life, but for those that are dying as a result of it. The statistics came out on Colorado, and the majority of these were young people. There were 1,800 overdoses from fentanyl in Colorado last year. So please, let's have prayers 
for all of the needs of the border and particularly the families that are broken over it. Lord, hear our prayers. So I would like to ask for safe travel and a successful mission as we go to Honduras the end of this week. Safe travel and blessings on your mission work in Honduras. Lord, hear our prayers. We have much to pray over. So we'd like to ask for hope and relief for all across the nation and the world who have been affected by extreme weather, be it fires, flood, heat, um, tornadoes, hurricanes now, tropical storms. Lord, have mercy. Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for all who face illness or medical treatment, health, mental health crisis, and recovery that they would feel God's presence every step of the way, bringing them hope and healing in mind, body, and spirit. Lord, hear our prayers. Now let's take a few moments to silence our hearts before God and give thanks for the blessings or share our own personal concerns and needs. Let us pray. Dear God, we confess our need to you today. We need your healing and your grace. We need your hope restored in us. We need to be reminded that you work on behalf of those who love you constantly and powerfully and completely. Forgive us for trying to fix our situations all on our own. Forgive us for running all the different directions and spinning our wheels to find help when true help and healing is found in you. Forgive us for forgetting how much we need you above everything and everyone else. We come to you and we bring you the places where we're hurting. You see where no one else is fully able to see or understand. You know the pain we've carried, the burdens, the cares. You know where we need to be set free. We ask for your healing and grace to cover every broken place, every wound, every heartache, and thank you that you can do far more than we could ever hope or imagine. We release to you this day our every need and problem that we have tried to carry. We believe in your goodness to see us through, and we love you. We need you today and always. This we pray in the powerful name of Jesus, as together we pray the prayer he taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. When I first started in ministry um, over 20 years ago, I was appointed as the student local pastor at Elgin First United Methodist Church. And we had about 20 youth 
that I was responsible for their <laughs> spiritual development. It was really daunting. One evening, we talked about how to let go and let God and how we could fully rely on God and trust in God. That evening, I planned a trust walk. Have any of you ever done a trust walk? I see a couple back there that have done a trust walk before. Well, what you do when you do a trust walk is you pair people up and one of them is blindfolded and the other one is the leader. And so we ask for you to put on your blindfold and the leader's gonna take you around inside and outside, up and down stairs, hopefully not, and their job is to keep you safe. Your job as the blindfolded one is to trust that your leader is gonna keep you safe. Now I've done many of these trust walks with people. I've done them myself. It's kind of a lot like what they do at the Austin School for the Blind where they're teaching people what it's like to be blind. I'm gonna say probably fully 100% of those kids peaked. <laughs> Would you peak? I know when it was my turn, I kept that blind like this. And my head's back, that's how you know they're peaking, right? Their head's like this. <laughs> and they can see because it's so hard to trust when somebody's leading you around. It's so hard, even as adults, in our lives to trust and let go of our every problem, need, and concern, and let God handle it. Let go and let God. Now, I was gonna sing for you, Carl, because I told Carl this week about the movie Frozen, and he said, oh, please, not the movie Frozen. So I didn't. But I looked it up on Google, and in 63 seconds, there was 1,720,000,000 responses for let go and let God. Let it go, people. So Jesus had a few things to say about letting go and letting God, didn't he? Let's look at our primary verse for today that we find in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 27. It is in your pew Bibles on page 894, if you want to look it up and read it along with me. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but profit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. This is the word of God for the people of God. Once I got a card, it was a little agape gift, and the card read, I have everything under control today, signed God. It's true, and I didn't realize how very much of a control freak I was until I began to offload some of my cares and concerns and burdens and started to let God deal with them. See, giving God control of our life is not always easy. And like Jesus says, it's a process of dying, dying to ourselves that we might be raised up with Christ. And dying to yourself can be scary. 
It's a scary thing when we place our full trust and reliance upon God. It's like thinking about the trapeze artist. When you have a trapeze artist and one is waiting to catch the other, right? And one has hold of the bar and you jump and you begin to fly and you begin to fly. Are you ever gonna get to your partner if you don't let go of the trapeze? No. So we hold on and hold on and hold on. And you know what the most frightening time must be for a trapeze person? When they're flying through the air and they let go and there's nothing below them. But they have to trust that their partner is gonna catch them. That's kind of a little bit about what we do when we trust in God. And one day, every single one of us is gonna have to let go of the bar. We're gonna have to take a leap of faith and trust that God is there to catch us. And that could be an incredibly frightening thing to do, to turn over control to God, to release our hold on our illusion of control. Really, it feels a lot like being let loose in midair. But once we know, if you get to the other side, it's a great life there. We have to let go of the bar first. And that free fall transition in between the two, that frightens us. Even though it's frightening, there are times when you're gonna be called to step to the bar and take that leap of faith. There's gonna be a time when God will ask us to give up our own will, our own self-determination and yield to his teachings, his designs, his instructions, not ours. And it's powerful when we take that step out in faith. It's powerful and incredibly freeing to let go and let God. Let go of fears. Can you imagine what that would be like to let go of every one of your fears? I want that to sit with you for a second. What would it be like for you to let go of all your resentments? What would it be like to let go of the need to control people and traffic and weather? What would it be like if we could let go of our image? I did put on makeup today. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going that far yet, Jesus. <laughs> let go of what we did yesterday. Let go of what may happen tomorrow. Oh, here's a big one. What if we let go of our demand to have it our way? Life is not like Burger King. You can't always have it your way, but we are very spoiled. But for some of us, this act of letting go is so terrifying, especially daunting if we have things going on in our lives, if we're in the middle of a mess, if we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're afraid, when it seems like the world is out of control, when we're faced with health scares. Too often we try to let go, but our hands are clenched tightly, our hearts are closed, our minds not open at all and we can't seem to let go. The pathway is deeply, deeply rutted with little room for redirection because we are totally entrenched by following our own will, our own leadership, our own sense of control. It's just such a time that we have to ooch up our courage and let go and let God take care. There's an old, old story. Many of y'all have maybe heard this. If you have, just lie to me and say you have it, or laugh anyway. This man was on a uh, walk. He walked up a mountain, up a cliff, and he tripped over the side and fell. 
as he was falling, he was certain of his death, he grabbed hold and got a bush. And as he was hanging there, breathing hard, he couldn't believe it, he yelled up, is anybody up there? And there came a voice that said, yes. And the man said, who is it? And the voice said, it's God, and I'm here to save you. And the man said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, that is so great. What do you want me to do? And God said, let go of the bush. The man paused for a moment, and then he said, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> Does that sound familiar? With God, all our fears and our anxieties and our pain and our problem can be released into God's hands. We can do that, and it sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? We heard Carol Ann read this morning from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Now, one of the words I like that's not in RSV is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Have you heard it that way? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make path your straight, path straight. That's my favorite verse. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he will make your pathway straight. It's virtually impossible to let go and let God have anything without trust. Trust. That's a powerful word. Where do you place your trust? We used to place our trust maybe in our job, until our job let us down. We used to place our trust maybe in the banking system or in the stock market, until the stock market let us down. Some of us used to place our trust in government. Did the government let us down? Where do you place your trust? That's a powerful thing to consider. Maybe you trust in the Lord. Maybe you trust in other people. And maybe sometimes we do a little bit of both. I think the Lord would rather us trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our understanding. Okay, I used to do boys' chrysalis. I did a lot of Emmaus and chrysalis walks. One time during a boys' chrysalis, which is a walk to Emmaus for teenagers, 16 to 18, I was giving a talk about trusting in God. Yeah, and I said to them, do you trust in the things around you? For instance, when you got in your car to come here today, didn't you just trust that your car was gonna start and you were gonna get here? And they were like, well, yeah, that's dumb, but it did. And then I said, um, what other examples can we give? When we cross the crosswalk and we push the button, the light flashes on, do we trust that we're gonna get across the street well, safely? And they were like, mm, yeah, we will. I said, okay, what about the chairs that you're sitting on right now? When you came in and you sat down at your table, didn't you just trust that that chair would hold you up? And they were all like, yes. And then all of a sudden there was a crash. <laughs> it could only happen at Chrysler's, right? One of the boys was leaning back on his chair and the chair collapsed under him. I said, okay, everyone can trust that if you're leaning on your own understanding or the back legs of those chairs, you're gonna make a mess of things sometimes and you'll crash. It was horrible that he crashed, but oh my gosh, when we lean on our own understanding, especially when we're leaning on two legs of a chair and you're 16, bad things are gonna happen, just like they did with him. But I wonder why we trust in things or people more than we trust in God. 
We're sitting in these pews. Um, I guess, should I say it? They're safe. They're not going to collapse on you. We trust in those pews more than we trust in God to hold us up. We trust in the things around us more than we trust in the Lord, the God who made the universe, who created you in his own image. We trust in those things more. And I wonder if that breaks God's heart. Here's the truth of our truth. We must place our trust in God in Christ Jesus and never waver because we can trust the Lord our God with all our heart. We learned earlier with all our mind, with all our strength. We can trust that the Lord of the universe has your best needs in mind in everything that happens. So we must no longer have half-hearted trust, hedging our bets. We must let go and give God full command of our lives as we trust and rely on God. We remember in one of our creeds that we say, we are not alone. God is with us. Thanks be to God. And God is always listening. When we cry out every second of every moment of every day, helping us to get through troubling times. And the situation may not turn out the way you hoped and prayed for, but always remember and trust that God is with you. Remember that letting go and letting God is ongoing. It's a lifelong process, and there are things in our lives that we need to let go of and let God have it. There are areas that we hold back, and we fight for control of our own lives. I wonder what those are for you right now. I wonder if there are things that are keeping you awake at night. I wonder if it's time to release it and let God have it. Last Sunday was a beautiful time of singing. We sang all the verses to I Surrender All. For those of you who are here, it was really powerful to sing those words. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I surrender all. Now we say that. And so often then we leave the building and pick up our burdens. And we, pick, we put them on like a coat or a mantle. And we leave this place not surrendering, really. Is it time for you to really release what you need to to God today? I think of it kind of like taking a vitamin. Every day we take a vitamin that might strengthen our body and keep us healthy. Releasing all the things that you need to to God is the same way. You can do it every day. Release what's holding you back, and it will build your faith. It will make you stronger in Christ Jesus. Today, as a sign of our willingness to let go and let God, I wonder if you would do this with me. And you don't, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, but if you're feeling safe, would you hold your hands out in front of you? You can put them on your lap or hold them in the air. Take a few deep breaths in and out. Close your eyes if you're comfortable. And think about something you've been holding on to and see it in your open hands. Tell God what it is you've been holding. Tell God why you're afraid to let control of it go. And then as far as it is possible for you to do, 
let go and hand it over to God, whatever it is, no matter how big, no matter how impossible, no matter how important, God is big enough to handle it. Take another deep breath in. You may open your eyes and acknowledge your hands are empty. You are free and released. And I want to encourage you, don't take it back again. Whatever it is that you let go into God's presence, trust that God will handle it. God will handle the outcome of that situation. And that is why we are people of peace and joy. Because we know that God's in control, not us. Now you have released it and you can take a leap of faith. Let go and let God. And let God be God. Amen? Amen. Amen. What is your response today? Should be to jump up and sing hallelujah like the kids do. Then we could tell Jesse we really did sing and dance. No? No no takers? Okay. Well, if you don't want to do that, there are other ways that you can respond to God. Our faith represents an ongoing release of our care as we serve God with our time and our talents, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Pick one of those areas and serve God fully today. Will you do it? If so, say amen. Amen. That was a really weak amen, Kathy. I don't know. Do you think they mean it? She's a little iffy. Could you convince us in God that you're willing to go out and do something in the world to serve God today? If so, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you stand and body your spirit and let's praise God together. We're going to sing the doxology. tell when the choir is here early. I've got all the beautiful harmonies on the amen. Could y'all come back at 11, please? Oh, they will come back and sing. I'm so grateful for your presence here in worship today, and I pray that you received a gift from God, that you are able now to release things far more easily and not carry those burdens around anymore. It's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to your brothers and sisters. It's not helpful to the kingdom of God. Thank you, band, that is still here for your leadership, always in worship. Thank you, Sharon. And I appreciate our candle lighters and greeters. You'll see Judith come up, I think, since Ruby's off in Sunday school, to carry the light of Christ out. The carrying of the light of Christ is symbolic, that this is Christ's presence with us, and then we go into the world. We are the bearers of that light. So I charge you to carry the light of Christ fully with you. As we now consider the mission of our church. Will you say it with me? The mission of Holotus Hills United Methodist Church is to create new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Amen. Don't forget their Sunday school classes. Roy Baldwin has some classes in the park building, and I'm pretty sure Val will be here for Grace class. Also in my office, if you want to have a donut and some coffee, come join us and we'll talk. As we leave this place, I leave you with a good word, a benediction, and a blessing 
to Tom and Jill Hample as we celebrate their 32nd wedding anniversary. Jill, congratulations to you both. And she came to church on her 32nd wedding anniversary. We are blessed by you and all the works that you do. Go forth carrying the light of Christ from this place that no one will have a doubt that you have released your burdens to Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Let us go in peace. Thank you.